You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Shot stop. Monahan in front. Caulfield can't get a shot off. He centers it, and Gallagher can't get his stick on the puck, and the game's over. A feisty finish at Bell Center in Montreal. Gallagher and Zadorov at each other's throats, but the Flames will hold on. Jacob Markstrom, fantastic between the pipes. And at the other end, Connor Zeri with his first career two-point game as the Flames defeat the Canadians by a final score of 2-1. to one. And they will head home with a 1-1-1 record and three of a possible six points on their three-game road trip. Jacob Markstrom's the story last night in Montreal as the Calgary Flames salvage one win on their three-game Eastern Conference road trip. And now set up a homestand that starts on Thursday night when they welcome in the Vancouver Canucks. Welcome into Sportsnet today. We are live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios here in Calgary, Alberta. For our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Crack Foundation, Boeing Foundation Walls, they have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They're all things basement Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Lots of Calgary Flames talk coming your way over the next few hours. Hour one going to be pretty much all Flames talk. We'll dive into what we saw from the Flames and the Habs. Connor Zeri coming through huge for the Calgary Flames again. What a start to his NHL career. Connor Zeri and Martin Pospisil on a new line last night. How did we like Jonathan Huberto? with Michael Backlund and Blake Coleman. And yes, we'll talk about Jacob Markstrom and that outstanding performance. 1-1-1 one, one, and one on the road trip for the Calgary Flames, and that is an indicative of where this team has been this year and for a lot of years. I don't know uh, if there's quite a better metaphor for it than that, than right down the middle. We'll also uh, dive more into the Calgary Flames trade conversations. We know the Flames right in the middle of pretty much all the major discussions around the NHL when it comes to some of their pending UFAs. Of course, most recently, Nikita Zadorov's trade request made public by his agent. What about Chris Tanev, Noah Hannafin, Elias Lindholm? The market to the west of us in Vancouver having some interesting discussions today after one of their regular defensemen went down with an injury. Does that perhaps move up their timeline to look at an acquisition. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on as well. Plus our Wednesday regulars, Ailish Forfar is going to join us from Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto. And a little bit later on this afternoon, it's another edition of Ask Andy with our fantasy football guru, Andy McNamara. Quick reminder, fan feedback line always open to you here on the program. If you're listening live, choose to text at 960-960. We will dive into the fan feedback line throughout the afternoon here on Sportsnet Today. Alongside my outstanding producers this afternoon, Cam and Taylor. Let's get into it. The Flames, 2-1 winners 
over the Montreal Canadiens. And again, it's the kids coming through for the Calgary Flames. The duo of Connor Zeri and Nazem Kadri mixed in with a sterling performance from Jacob Markstrom. Here comes Coleman. Tied with Monshapani with the team leading goals with four turns the puck over. Now the Canadians might have a two-on-one. Slavkovsky to Caulfield, and Markstrom makes a sprawling left pad save. Wow. That was just one of many from Jacob Markstrom in Montreal Tuesday night. Looking more and more like the goaltender that the Flames had the first couple years of his tenure in Calgary and more and more like the guy that was a finalist for the Vesna Trophy two seasons ago. That's good news for the Calgary Flames. And look, the, the story for me, Connor Zary, you heard in the intro on Derek's final call from last night, his first two-point game, plays 14-35 on a new line, with Nazem Kadri and Martin Pospisil instead of Yegor Sharangovich. And three goals now on the season. It's a game winner for him last night. Pospisil was in on the assist. He had an assist, a primary assist on Nazem Kadri's goal that opened the scoring in the second period. Where would the Calgary Flames be if not for this injection of youth? And that's a legitimate question I didn't think I would be asking in November because the transition from the American Hockey League to the NHL on, on a daily basis is is not an easy one. Connor Zary has found his spot in the NHL, and man, I have absolutely zero doubt in my mind right now that he's going to be up here with the Calgary Flames for the foreseeable future. He's earned that opportunity. He's come in as one of the most consistent players on a night-to-night basis, which is ridiculous to say in a sense where there are these high-paid forwards, these experienced NHLers, and to say that about a 22-year-old is kind of a double-edged sword because while it's great to see and so many people in this market have been banging their fists on the table for a youth injection in this team for a very long time, and that's happening. It's also happening because the top of the list here in Calgary just isn't getting it done on a night-to-night basis. So on one hand, it's incredibly encouraging. I think we need more of it. I think the direction of this team should be Look, if the young guys want to take this team on their shoulders and run with this thing, you absolutely, no questions asked, let them do it. If Connor Zary and Martin Pospisil and whoever else you want to put in that conversation, Jacob Pelche when he's healthy, uh, Matt Coronado when he uh, inevitably rejoins this Calgary Flames team, if they want to say, look, we're not just here for, for bottom six roles, we're here to play the big minutes. We're going to be the guys that the coaching staff can trust and we'll be the drivers night to night for this Calgary Flames team. Go for it. Please take the reins because there are too many guys on a night-to-night basis for the Calgary Flames that right now are getting paid and have the night-to-night expectations that just aren't living up to it. And that's frustrating. 
And for a lot of people, I can understand why there's a, a, a need for more of this. Well, the results on the ice in terms of wins and losses haven't turned the way for the Calgary Flames that you would hope. The process and who is actually driving this team, to me, is incredibly encouraging. I want to see more Connor Zary. I want to see more Martin Pospisil. I like the, the opportunity. I thought Adam Ruzicka was good last night. He played just over 15 minutes. I'm, I'm at the point, and I think a lot of people are, if you're not going, I don't care what you get paid. I don't care what role you had on the team two, three years ago. The guys that are driving this team should be the ones that get the opportunity. And right now, that's Connor Zary, and that's uh, a lot of the young guys on this team. So that was a really, really positive from last night, along with the win. Because there has been times for, for Connor and for a couple of the other youngsters on this Flames team where they've played really well, just hasn't led to that team success. Nice to see them get a win last night. And nice for Jacob Markstrom. Again, didn't get a lot of run support. I, I think his numbers have been a bit off in that regard this year because I think I think he's played well. I think he's just needed his team sometimes to score three or four goals, and that's not always going to happen. I don't think they've been at the top of their game when it comes to their defensive system that they've tried this year. And he makes a, a remarkable 34 saves last night. He was huge on a couple of penalty kills. There was a late flurry from the, the Montreal Canadiens that it just looked like his old self, like that calm, cool, collected Jacob Markstrom that we've known from his time here in Calgary. And that was a huge question mark heading into this season. Would he bounce back from what was a disastrous season last year? And has it been perfect? No, no aspect of this Flames team, frankly, has been perfect. But I think for the Flames team that is still trying to figure out what they are, I think more games like that from Jacob Markstrom are going to go a long way. Um, look, uh, let's talk about the biggest storyline heading into last night. And it wasn't about the kids. It was about Jonathan Huberto once again, placed on a new line with Michael Backlund and Blake Coleman. Um, I had my, my doubts about it. I was on Flames Talk with Pat and Derek yesterday for the uh, Daily Flames Roundtable, and we got into this a bit. I, I don't love the placement. I, I think it's counterintuitive thinking to put your who's supposed to be your most offensively geared player with two of your best defensive players. And I know Backlund and Coleman don't strictly play in the defensive zone, but they do get a majority defensive zone starts. And I, again, I don't know, 15-57 last night for Jonathan Huberto. He took a penalty. No shots, no hits, no points. It's it's the same old, same old for Jonathan. Um, there was, I don't know, a bit of optimism last night that perhaps going back to his home province, a place that he's statistically put up great numbers in over his career, mostly as a member of the Florida Panthers, but still, you know, friends and family in the building, no doubt for Jonathan. It was just another 
breeze through the night, unfortunately. I, I didn't like the combination. I wasn't sure I was going to like it going in. And this continues to be the biggest problem for me that I'm, I'm going to harp on with Jonathan more than ever. It's not about the points. So often right now we're talking about the points. I'm not even at that point with Jonathan. It has gone so far that I'm not even concerned about him putting up points on a night-to-night basis. I just want the guy to be noticeable. I just want him to have an impact on the game. He had no impact on the game in 1557 of ice time last night. Aside from the penalty he took, I don't know that you noticed Jonathan Huberto last night, and that's just not, it's just not acceptable. And again, we'll go down this road again until it, until something changes. I don't know what the answer to it is, but if you're not going to put up the points at, at this level, I don't know, get physical. Use your speed. Put the puck on net every time it hits your stick. Something. It's just, I, I, we can't have these nights at $10.5 million where I, I don't notice you on a night-to-night basis. That's what's not good enough. And I, I had a few people tweet at me last night. I'm sure there's some on the text line we'll get to in a couple moments here. Uh, about is is a healthy scratch necessary for him at this point? I don't know what that does. If somebody wants to bring up an argument to me that that shows the benefits of scratching Jonathan Huberto, I, I, I may be open to the conversation a little bit more, but I just don't know what it does for a guy that, that doesn't have the confidence. I don't think that that brings it up. I know uh, Aaron Vickers and Pat had this conversation earlier this week about getting the view from the press box. And, you know, Vickers made a really good point that it's, it's generally a young guy's it's to the benefit of a younger player to get that view Um, because it is a slowed down view up from the press box. And you kind of get a a better idea of how the play forms as a whole. I I don't know. John Hero's 30. Him sitting in the press box to do anything, I guess it sends a message to the rest of the team that if you're not going to provide a positive impact for this team, you're not going to play. But I just don't know. I, I Again, I don't think the healthy scratch roots the thing. I don't like juggling my lines or, or the lines as often as maybe we've seen. If you're going to try him with Backlund and Coleman for a while, give it four or five games, I guess, to really give yourself a decent sample size of it this season. But as far as night one goes, uh, it just, it's kind of been the same old story. Just not good enough for, uh, for Jonathan Huberto, at least um, in my opinion, nine, six, zero, nine, six, zero fan feedback line. Always open to you here on the program. Shoot us a text. If you're listening live, some of the texts at nine, six, zero, nine, six, zero, uh, we'll read this one now. Uh, this one says, Huey needs to hold on to the puck more. Every slump Goudreau was in it was because he wasn't keeping the puck enough. This is likely his problem now. Uh, Braden says, uh, I think we need to try what the Phillies did with Trey Turner rather than booing Huey for every little mistake. Give him a standing ovation showing him he has the fan base behind him. Uh, why do we see Manjapani in the top six? 
I don't know if, if the is in the top six right now, or if I don't know if that text is saying they want more of an, Andrew Mangiapane in the in the top six, but uh, Harold and Diamond Valley looking forward to a Pospisil Zeri Klapka line after a couple of trades. Hey, uh, look, Zeri and Pospisil, full marks from me. I, I have loved the effort. I've loved the skill. I've loved the 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 tenacity and the fact that if they're given an opportunity, they've been running it. If the big name guys on this team aren't going to, Connor Zeri, Martin Pospisil, have at it. Continue to have at it because it's it's a breath of fresh air that this franchise, not even this team, but this franchise, desperately, desperately needs. Uh, this text on Huberto says he needs to watch the team play for a game or two, not necessarily back to back. Needs to get back to understanding how certain players move on the ice. Brad and Calgary says good news. Only 640 more games of Huberto here. Uh, this text says Huberto should be on the fourth line and power play till to he sorts himself out. Uh, this one says, I have to think Jonathan would give up his no trade clause and love to get a fresh start somewhere else. Again, I would offer him up as a must take with Zadorov, except a fourth or a fifth or sixth and pay 2 million of his salary this year and next. I don't even know that that gets it done. I'm sure that there's a conversation to be had. I'm, I'm sure that if it was that simple, Maybe the the team would have explored that option. I just I really don't even know that that offering him up as you know a takeaway as part of another trade. I don't know that that that, that does it right now, especially with the the fact that there's there's seven years on this contract past that, and the guy just isn't living anywhere up to to the expectation of, of the salary that he's he's being paid right now. It, it's a hard one. Uh, this text says, why are you bleeping on Huberto? Calgary won last night. And yes, they did win last night. But no thanks to Jonathan Huberto. It was one of the biggest storylines heading into last night's game against the Montreal Canadiens. What was Jonathan Huberto going to do with this new opportunity? And I'm sorry, it, it wasn't good enough for me last night. I, I appreciate that you might think I'm being hard on the guy, but at $10.5 million, a new opportunity with two of your most consistent veteran players in Backlund and Coleman, I would have liked to have seen more from him last night. In Montreal, in his home province, zero shots, zero hits, no points, and two penalty minutes, that just wasn't good enough for me. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a downer. I, uh, the first five minutes of this show was me praising Connors, Harry, Martin Pospisil, and Jacob Markstrom. I'm going to call it like I see it. Jonathan Huberto, in my mind, wasn't good enough last night. If you if you disagree, that's what the text line's for. Uh, feel free to tell me I'm being too harsh on him. I don't I don't think I am. Uh, this one says Richard from Richard and Red Deer sitting in the press box for one game. Probably does more short-term damage to his mental state than long-term benefit to helping him turn around. Uh, Devin in Calgary says, you need to bring in another piece to play with Huberto. In Florida, he played for nine or ten years with very familiar players. Goudreau had Kachuk. Lindholm had both of those guys. 
Huberto has no one that is as good as himself right now. Uh, this one says, after 20 years of being sold hope by the Flames, it's going to take more than Connor Zary to convince me that this isn't more of the same. Uh, I cannot blame you as someone that's been born and raised in Calgary and watched Flames hockey uh, as long as I can remember. Uh, I cannot blame you for taking that take, uh, for taking that stance, I should say. It's It's been a good start, but yes, this is just a start, if if that. Uh, this one says from Derek and Red Deer, I would say set it and forget it with Lindholm and Manjapani for 10 games. Even the line shuffling certainly doesn't help anybody build their confidence. Uh, <laughs> this text says, why does Logan hate uh, Jonathan Huberto signed Corey Perry? That's a, that's a different level. That's Corey Perry's on the list. Jonathan Huberto, not on the list. Uh, <laughs> this text simply says, declare, declare, declare. There's been a lot of that. And uh, this text says, finally, I'm a Panthers fan. Huberto definitely hasn't played up to his 115-point year, but he was more of a compliment player in Florida. He needs better pieces around him, I think, but he certainly has not been playing up to his potential. That's some of your texts at the fan feedback line, 960-960. It's always open to you here on Sportsnet today. Uh, lots of Flames talk following their 2-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens. They're back in action Thursday night. They'll welcome in the Vancouver Canucks. 7 o'clock puck drop, which means your Flames warm up with Pat Steinberg. Goes at 6 right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan, before Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson have the call. The Canucks red hot to start the season. They are coming in with an 11-3-1 record. Just a quick two-game homestand for the Flames. They're also taking on the Islanders Saturday night at 5 o'clock at the Scotiabank Saddledome before a four-game road trip next week with stops in Seattle, Nashville, Dallas, and Colorado. Uh, we'll dive more into the Calgary Flames here uh, as the afternoon rolls on, including here from a couple members of the team today uh, following a practice at the Scotiabank Saddledome. That includes head coach Ryan Huska, Captain Michael Backlund, and Nazem Kadri. Uh, but wanted to remind you, we've got, for the first time ever on your radios tonight, it's the Calgary Wranglers and the Bakersfield Condors. You don't want to miss it. It's the Battle of Alberta, AHL-style Flames AHL affiliate versus the Oilers AHL affiliate. The one and only Sandra Prasina is on the call. Myself and uh, our pal GVP from the morning show. Garrett's going to join me. We're going to do a little Wranglers pregame show for you at 6 o'clock. Get you set for the game. And Sandra Prasina and Maddie Rose will have play-by-play -play and color for you right here live on Sportsnet 960. Your fa the fa uh, Let me try that again. Live on Sportsnet 960. The fan, now your home, or your radio home of the Calgary Flames, the Calgary Wranglers, and the Calgary Hitmen. Very, very excited uh, to bring you Calgary Wranglers hockey on the radio tonight. Calgary Wranglers, Bakersfield Condors, Sandra Persina, and Matt Rose on the call. We'll take a break, come back on the other side. Flames picked up one win on their three-game road trip, but managed three points. How are they feeling heading into a two-game homestand? against the Vancouver Canucks and the New York Islanders. Let's check in with the Flames following practice at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. That's next when Sportsnet Today returns here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, continuing this hour with more on the Calgary Flames. 
It's only a three-game trip out east, but it sure felt like there was a lot of news. And I guess that happens when you're in the center of the hockey universe and one of your pending UFA's agents decides to drop a trade request following a shootout loss in Toronto. But it's kind of continued over the last couple of days for the Calgary Flames. We know the situation with Nikita Zadorov. He talked about it a bit on the road trip. But as recently as Tuesday on a game day against the Montreal Canadiens, there was news that another Calgary Flames member might not be around or might not want to be around if a rebuild is what's happening next for the Calgary Flames. And that was Nazem Kadri. Well, following practice on Wednesday as the Flames get set for a two-game homestand that starts Thursday against the Vancouver Canucks. It was the first chance for the local media to dive in on a number of these topics with the different members of the Calgary Flames in person, including Nazem Kadri. We'll hear from him in just moments. He was asked specifically about the report that he perhaps wouldn't want to be a member of the Calgary Flames if they were to go down a direction of a rebuild. We'll get his answer on that in just a moment. We'll also hear from the captain, Michael Backlund. Remember, he was one of those pending UFAs. He got signed up, took the captaincy, but looks like, at least at this point, like he might be the only one. How has he taken this hole in? How do you manage a locker room like that if you're Michael Backlund? Your first year as a captain and you have players requesting trades, you have players publicly talking about, I don't know if I want to be here, if we're going to go down a rebuild road. Not exactly the easiest point to be in if you're the captain of the team, like Michael Backlund is. We'll hear from him in just a few moments. Well, let's also hear from the head coach, Ryan Huska, his first NHL coaching job. Lots going on, and we're not even through the second month of the regular season but his team did pick up a big win against the Montreal Canadiens, 2-1, and they've been led by some of their young stars from the American Hockey League's Calgary Wranglers, including Connor Zary and Martin Pospisil. Ryan dives into the contributions that those teams, uh, those two players and more have made to this Flames lineup and uh, also addresses some of the off-the-ice news that's been following his team over the last couple of days. Let's hear from head coach Ryan Huska, Wednesday at the Scotiabank Saddledome following Flames practice. What has allowed <clears throat> some of these young players to not just jump in and kind of tread water, but be able to make an impact like they have? Uh, I, I think um, the job the guys have done with the Wranglers, not just this year, but in, in years past, have put them in a position where they're confident and comfortable in their ability and how they have to play. Um, second, I think it would be the guys... Um, making them feel like they're a part of it. So when they were all called up, it's not like they were like, these guys are only here for the time being. I think some of our older players did a really good job of incorporating them in the group right away. So that confidence is a big part of it? Because, I mean, you look at these guys. I mean, Zary seems willing to try things out there. They often work. Um, It's uh, you... That's one of the great things about the American League. And and a lot of people are like, oh, boy, I don't know if players should be down there at that time. But... They learn how to become players there for the most part, and then they have to come here with um, the belief in themselves and, and, and try to make that same thing happen at this level. So 
Um, I, I think it's just the experience they've gained over the last couple of years and coming here now, um, they're in a position where they're not just about, hey, I'm playing an NHL game. They're like, listen, I've been a pro for a few years now. I have to do something to make sure I stay here. And that's what the guys have done. Zary's goal, it looked like it was a bit of a set piece or, or something you guys had practiced. Is it extra satisfying as a coach to see one of those work um, out? They, they give, uh, they're given options for things they can do off face-offs, and they just ran a really good play. They did a good job with that one, for sure. What can, what can the effect of having Jacob Markstrom dialed in so early on in the game, how does that, how does that rub off on teammates in the game? When you see your goaltender uh, at his best or the way Jacob was in, in Montreal, it gives them a little bit extra confidence um, knowing that if I happen to make a mistake, he's going to make a save tonight. So when you see a goaltender that's on the way he was, it just... I, I think it it puffs up your whole team a little bit because um, it allows them to play with a little bit more freedom, knowing that, hey, if something does happen, then we're okay because he's going to bail me out. There were obviously reports during this trip that could have proven to be a distraction from this group with regards to Nikita Zadorov. Um, are you happy with the way that the group has, has handled it internally? And yeah, we, we came back 500, and that's uh, something that you always look to do. So now it's up to us to make sure we build off of that. As a coach, when a player does make a trade request, how do you manage that or how do you approach that? It's all stuff that we keep in-house. Yep. Just going back to your earlier comment about the, the older guys helping some of the young players yeah. along. You've mentioned Nas and maybe the mentorship that he's brought, but the way he talks, it sounds like it's quite a hands-on role that he's taken. Maybe where do you see that in with the way that he works with a guy like Connor Zeri and Martin Pospisil? You know, I get a front row seat on the bench, um, and oftentimes when they do come back after their shifts, there is communication between them. Um, whether it's, um, hey, look for me here, or this is where I'm going to be the next time we find ourselves in that position, or um, a play didn't work, and he's like, don't worry about it. Next one, we'll make sure it works the same way. So I, I think he's just done a really good job of um, challenging them, pushing them, um, at the same time being very supportive of what they're trying to do. So I, I, I'm really uh, pleased with the way Naz has been able to do that he's taken not just one guy now but you know last game we put Pospo out there with him as well so he's got two young guys and I thought that was our best line and that's a, a credit to Nas. Vancouver is obviously a big rival for for Calgary as a city but yeah. also the Flames and the Canucks and they've gotten off to such a, hard, a hot start does this game feel big tomorrow? Every game's big for us so you know we um, like I said we want to take some of the momentum that we've gained on this road trip and we want to make sure that we we come out with a real solid effort here tomorrow night and some of the things that we're doing we want to we want to continue to do against a very good team so yeah we're very um, aware of the start they've had and, and um, the season that some of their players have gotten themselves off to so uh, we're excited about the opportunity to play them yeah happy just with the way the team out three goalies and Three different goal, starting goalies for you guys in, in, in three games. I'm sure there's adjustments that sort of have to be made. Happy yeah. with the way they handled that? Yeah. Um, the players or the goalies? The, the, both, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the goalies, I mean, uh, Vladdy got better in Toronto. Um, third period was his best period for sure. And I thought um, Dustin was good for us in Ottawa. Um, three of the goals, there wasn't a lot he could do on, um, you know. And then we know what Marky did last night. And in regards to the players, there's subtle differences that you'll have with them. Marky's a he's an elite puck player. Um, so there's a few things that, that are a little different when he's in the net for our defenseman for sure than the other two guys, but the rest of it's it's very similar and there isn't much of a difference. Good stuff there from Flames head coach Ryan Huska following practice on Wednesday at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Uh, a little bit on some of those rumors that have been circulating around his team during that uh, Eastern Conference road trip 
and uh, a lot on Connor Zary, Martin Pospisil, and uh, the impact that some of the younger players are having on this Flames team. One of the uh, major parts of those rumors flying around the Calgary Flames right now has been a report on Tuesday about Nazem Kadri and perhaps his hesitancy to remain a member of the Calgary Flames should this team go down the direction of a rebuild. It's an interesting stance to take, uh, knowing that you've signed a contract, and I don't know how much control um, you really have over that, but it's uh, a rumor that Nazem was asked about today following practice, and uh, one that he gave a, a pretty clear answer on. Here's Nazem Kadri uh, Wednesday following practice at the Dome. Just uh, how I'm, I'm just curious as to what what it was like playing last night with a couple of rookies on your line. It seemed like the you had some good jump. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, felt pretty pretty fresh, and uh, you know, obviously had a um, a great game our, our line specifically. So uh, we just gotta you know keep that in the back of our minds every game we play and and uh and what makes us successful and just continue to, to be consistent with it specifically you and, and connor what have you liked about the way that your games have have worked together yeah i, I mean i just uh you know like the fact that he's not uh, not afraid to make a play or um you know kind of um not not so much high risk but uh, more more so high reward and he's he's definitely got the skill set for it so it's nice for me to, you know, just try to find some open ice and uh, have someone that's, you know, capable of, of finding you in, in those soft spots, and then you can become more of a, a shooter and a scorer. So um, even Pospi's done great. So that's that's what I just keep preaching to the young guys is, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta be able to show up every single night and do the same thing over and over and over again, and that's what makes you a good pro. So you and Gregor reported last night that, that you're not interested in, in, in being here for a rebuild potentially mm. is that a conversation that has happened um not not that i know of i mean for for me i think uh obviously at my age you want to want to win now i came here to uh to have an opportunity and i i feel like we still do i feel like we still got a great team obviously uh you know should maybe have a couple more wins than we do but at the end of the day um you know we're finding we're going to find ways to, to stack them on top of each other and find herself back in the playoff picture. So, of course, it's very early, but, uh, you know, I have, have not lost belief in this team uh, one bit. What's, uh, what was it like? Like, how did you find out that Zadorov had requested a trade, and how does the team manage that internally? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – I mean, you always try to be delicate with guys' situations and, uh, you know, what they want for their future and, and uh, you know, how that goes. Because at the end of the day, it, it is a business, and, uh, you know, guys are – you know, want to secure – uh, themselves for their families and for themselves and um but for us i mean as far as i know uh they 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 they're fighting hard for this team they want to be a part of this team and uh you know from within the dressing room um you know everything's fine did he did he call a meeting or did you find that on social media like how do you guys get informed or something like that yeah no no he uh, we, we we talk right to the source uh you know, right from the horse's mouth, and uh, I think that's an important part of being a good team and a, and a success, successful team is being able to talk about everything and, and keep everything, uh, you know, laid out on the table. Nathan Kadri, Flames forward, had a great goal against the Montreal Canadiens. Still uh, really doing well with the youngsters, whether it's been Sharon Govich and Zary, or like we saw the other night with Pospisil and Zary, uh, taking on that veteran role certainly helped Nazem Kadri, and he addressed... Uh, obviously, those reports about him potentially not wanting to stick around for a rebuild, a bit on the Zadorov th- stuff, um, which is interesting because uh, Michael Backlund, the Flames captain, also 
running the media circuit on Wednesday following practice and not quite the same messaging that, that he had, that Nazem had about Nikita Zadorov and how that sort of went to the group. But uh, let's hear from the captain himself, Michael Backlund. Uh, he has re-signed in Calgary. We know where he's sticking around for the next couple of years. Um, but now he has a chance to address the Calgary media when it comes to a lot of different situations around his team right now. Uh, here is the captain Wednesday following practice. I mean, first off, let's let's start with the obvious. Uh, finishing a trip on a, on a high note like that, um, crucial, obviously, with the way the first ones went. But uh, what'd you like out of the performance from your group last night? Yeah, I thought we digged in, and uh, you know, Mark, you played real well for us. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a, a tight game all night, and uh, I thought we played well, and uh, it was a fun game to play. Um, like you said, it was important two points for us to come home with, and uh, made a decent trip. And uh, yeah, and I look forward to tomorrow. When Jacob's locked in like that, and it seemed like he was pretty early in that game, what does that do for, for your group as you're looking to maybe get the offense going at that point? Yeah, no, it gives us a lot of confidence and uh, energy. Uh, make, you know, the saves he made early, like you said, it uh, gives us a lot of juice. And um, uh, yeah, it was great to see him coming back after a week off or so uh, and uh, play that well. So uh, he's had a really good start to the season, and uh, I was really happy for him that we can find a way to get a win for him. We always hear that young guys bring the energy and the positivity, but it does feel like a couple times a game, Pospisil or area just do something that, that sort of makes you, you sit back and say, wow. Are you guys having that same feeling with those guys? Yeah, they play really well for us. Uh, they've come in and, uh, like you said, brought some excitement and uh, energy, and they've been really good players for us on the ice. So, um, yeah, they make some good, uh, good plays out there, and uh, they got awards twice yesterday, and uh, their line was playing really well last night. Likely you played with Pospisil a little bit over since his call up. Obviously, you weren't with him last night, but in a general sense, you know, what are some of the things that stick out to you in his game that will have, help him have long term success potentially in this league? Well, he, you know, he uh, plays with uh, a lot of speed and uh, grit, and uh, at the same time, he has some skill. And uh, you know, he made a really nice pass to Colsey in Ottawa, and you know, he's not afraid to take pucks or net and get physical, you know, do some reverse hits and that kind of stuff. So uh, I like what I've seen. Um, you know, we saw a little bit in camp this year, the games he played, he took a lot of pucks through net and, uh, and you know, that's been very effective and, uh, you know, that's something uh, this team's needed. Outside of the locker room, I mean, between the Zadara trade requests, there's a report yesterday about Kadri not wanting to be here for a rebuild. There has been a lot of noise. How important is it? How have you guys blocked that out? Well, we dealt with it within the room, and uh, you know we addressed what we had to address, and uh, you know now we're uh, ready to just uh, focus on the hockey uh, and just move on. How do you how do teammates react when a guy says that maybe he doesn't want to be here? What's the reaction of the group? Did you say? Well, we'll we'll keep that within the group. Uh, we dealt with it, and uh, you know uh, <clears throat> we've uh, we talked about it, and uh, now we're focusing on just playing hockey. How how did you find out? Just like everyone else, um, Twitter or X. Uh, Vancouver tomorrow. They're after a really strong start. Obviously, a divisional opponent, a rival for this team. How important is it to, to try to take two points off these guys? Ah, it's huge. Um, like you said, they've had a really good start. Uh, they play with some a lot of confidence, swagger, and uh, a lot of play, you know they're playing really well. So uh, it's a big game for us and uh, big rival. Um, after Edmonton, our biggest rival, so uh, it's an exciting game and a big game for us. You and Blake have had a number of different guys on that line with you this year. What what changes when you have a guy like Jonathan playing with you? 
Well, we, we're trying to do our thing and uh, not change our game and just, you know, uh, I focus, you know, I, you know, you talk to whoever you're going to get to play with and uh, during the t- on the ice and, you know, on the bench and stuff and you discuss things, but I've played the same way regardless of who I'm playing with. Flames captain Michael Backlund. We heard from him, Nazem Kadri, Ryan Huska, head coach of the team uh, on this Wednesday practice day for the Calgary Flames. Uh, they're getting set to welcome in the red-hot Vancouver Canucks to town for the first of a two-game homestand that starts on Thursday. And there's, there's a lot going on around this team right now. We know with all the the trade rumors, the requests from Zadorov, the report about Kadri not necessarily wanting to be around for a rebuild. It's a lot to manage, and you kind of hear different guys talking about it in different ways, right? You, you kind of heard from Naz. Okay, well, how would you guys hear from what well, we heard from from Zadorov, we heard it right from the horse's mouth, and back and goes. Well, how did you hear about it? Well, oh, Twitter X. That's how. That's how everybody have found out about it. There's just so much going on. It's not even to do with the on the ice stuff. I, I can't imagine how GM Craig Conroy is trying to to manage all of this. It's a it's a tough task trying to maximize value. You're also early on in the season trying to figure out exactly what this team is. It's not an enviable spot to be in, but one that we'll continue to monitor and one that continues to be a big story around the entire NHL. And it's something that uh, our pal Nick Kiprios, former NHLer, Stanley Cup champion, host of uh, Real Kipper and Born, which you hear here on Sportsnet 960 weekday afternoons. He joined Russick and Rose on the big show uh, a little bit earlier on this Wednesday morning to chat about some of the the league-wide attention that the Flames are circulating around right now with all these trade rumors, the requests, the pending UFAs, contract extensions, all of that. Uh, Nick sort of dove in and gave his thoughts on it, starting with the Nikita Zadorov trade request, his angle as a former player. um, And honestly, I did talk to this guy who's in Toronto, obviously sees a lot of the Maple Leafs, about if there's a potential fit between Toronto and Nikita Zadorov, Let's hear what Nick Kiprios had to say uh, on the big show a little bit earlier on Wednesday. You know, I, I just, I don't really truly understand this, the strategic aspect of Zadorov uh, and uh, his agent, uh, Dan Milstein. And, and I, I know we, we've known uh, Dan as an agent. Uh, he's, he's not a stupid guy. I mean, uh, there, there's purpose to, taking his client in the biggest market, uh, you know, with the biggest media drive and strategically releasing this information uh, um, with a team that is in dire need of depth on the blue line. But will it work? That's my only question to you. Can you pressure Craig Conroy? Can you can you pressure uh, the Calgary Flames to, to do something that they might not be ready to do just to, as, as of yet? And it's, again, I, I don't think you have to publicly put out that, that there's a, a trade request when you know that where this is heading and, and you're in UFA that you will be traded. It's just a matter of when. So I don't know if it speeds up the process or not. We'll have to wait and see. What is the, how much does he improve that blue line? Does he become their third best defender, their second best defender? Where does he slot in? 
Well, he, he, he slots in, I think, uh, as, uh, first of all, a, a physical presence. We know he's a big man, and, you know, on occasion he can lay out a, a pretty impressive hit, and that alone puts him in the top four. On a, on a championship team, I probably have him, you know, for four, five, or six. Uh, in a perfect world, I'd have him as a third-pair guy. Uh, if you want to know uh, whether where, where other teams value him, I can tell you that, you know, when, when teams are calling Calgary, he's not the first name that they're asking for. I can assure you that. And if they are, I don't think they're talking uh, a first-rounder to get him. So that kind of tells you, I think, where other teams uh, think of him and value him. And he, he can be a valuable asset, no question about it. But right now it doesn't appear like, uh, you know, it's, it's going to cost any team uh, a first rounder as of today. Do you think other teams are more interested in Hannafin or Tanev, given that I think the assumption would be the, the price for Hannafin would be much larger than Chris Tanev? No question about that. Yeah, and uh, you also have to factor in Hannafin still fairly young uh, and looking at uh, you know uh, prime years in the next six, seven, uh, or eight at his age. So that puts him up a notch, uh, a big notch over Zadorov and and Hannafin. Uh, depending if you're looking at a sign and trade or a rental. Uh, could still fetch you a first rounder. Uh, I don't think teams are willing to or prepared to pay much more if they think they're renting Hannafin for the rest of the year. And Tanev would probably come in as a little older and uh, a guy that has uh, great analytics still uh, puts up good numbers as a as a as a shutdown guy, as a guy that can give you 20-plus minutes, there's more wear and tear. He can get hurt uh, a lot quicker, it seems, than other D. Uh, I don't know if teams would be prepared to, to give up a first or second rounder for him as well. But, uh, you know, once you start getting in the, the stretch and teams uh, are establishing that they're going for it, then the price tends to go up around the trade deadline. So we'll have to wait and see how, how that plays out as well. That uh, part of the conversation Nick Kiprios had with uh, George Russick and Matty Rose on the big show earlier on this Wednesday. You can find it wherever you get your Sportsnet 960 podcast. Just a bit of perspective on the Nikita Zadorov situation, his trade request happening in Toronto, what the agent's trying to accomplish with it, putting pressure on Craig Conroy, what Nick thinks is a, a reasonable return given the sort of buzz around the Calgary Flames right now. I know this hearing from the Flames on Wednesday after practice when they're back in town, it sure seems like there's just a, a lot going on with this group right now and it's it's not easy to manage. It's definitely a feels like a transition point for this team where they're going to reach a fork in the road and have to make a, a very clear decision about what direction this team is going in. Is that December? Is that the trade deadline? Is it somewhere in between? I, I, I really don't know. I do know we're going to be talking about this and having these same kind of conversations until we get that answer. I know that for sure. Uh, this is Sportsnet Today. You're on Sportsnet 960. Quick reminder, uh, you can get us wherever you get your podcast: Google, Amazon, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. 
Tons of Flames talk here on Hour 1, including hearing from the head coach Ryan Huska, Nazem Kadri, and Michael Backlund, all as the team returned to Calgary, getting set for their two-game homestand with games against Vancouver and the New York Islanders. We'll take a break, come back on the other side. Hour 2, going to feature a couple of guests. We'll chat with Ailish Forfar from Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto. Spin around some of the biggest stories uh, in the NHL right now. And uh, Wednesday, of course, means another edition of Ask Andy. Our fantasy football guru, Andy McNamara, will join us in an hour or two as well. It's coming up next. Keep it locked right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.